You would think after a, you would think after more than a month off, we would have figured out a, a more clever way to uh, open the episode. But yeah, nah, 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 nah. We're just we're just not that funny. We're not that creative. But we are that cool. So welcome back, everyone, to your favorite show about movies, comics, and culture. I am your handsome host, Anthony, and I am Matt, and we are back and excited actually have some real riveting news to be able to discuss with you today. Um, and obviously, it has been all over the news. It has been all over the wires. Uh, it is the Snyder Cut. Oh, the Neckbeards have won. The Neckbeards neck neck have, have won. They've done it, dude. They have claimed their first victory over the corporate bigots that are out there. In order to push so stupid, like Snyder garbage fest that is Justice League into the mainstream. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, you, we've talked about this countless, countless times. I am personally, we both are very excited that we're actually going to get to see the Snyder cut. Yeah, and. You know, because I good, bad, or even worse than the theatrical cut, it doesn't matter. I still just want to see it. We're fully expecting it to be bad. Oh, I hope it's so um, much worse. I hope it's so much worse. But I would like to just, like, take a minute to toot our own horns for just, like, two seconds. Even though, you know, for us, the reality of it was clear as day if you just spent, like, two seconds reading what was being reported. But for so many mouth-breathing Snyder Cut fans out there... Like, the Snyder Cut exists! The Snyder Cut exists! And we're just sitting here going, like, for months, like, yeah, we're not saying the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. What we're trying to tell you is that it's not a finished product. Like, a cut of the movie exists, but we said for months that that cut was not finished, especially in terms of the CGI. And And turns out... Yeah, turns out, turns out... We were right. That's 100% correct. Oh, by the way, it's going to cost twenty million dollars. Yeah. In order to make the, the to finish the Snyder cut, which he had, didn't he say he had a completed copy? Like I have a finished copy yeah. in my possession. And like, people have claimed they've why seen is it. Why it take you twenty million dollars to finish it? Well, because I mean, because you know, probably in this in the actual cut as it exists right now. Um, Cyborg is probably just wearing gray motion capture pajamas for the entire, you know, because he was the only one that didn't have any semblance of a costume. His costume in the actual movie. It was so bad. Do you think he's going to say booyah at the end still? Oh, God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there's been a lot of talk about, okay, what, what is different about this and, and what is it that is, is really makes it a much different story. And, and, you know, obviously the black suit Superman uh, the way that Superman comes back from the dead, um, as well as the the end fight with um, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is supposedly much more gory, much more graphic. Wonder Woman cuts off his head, and then like they step through, and there's yeah. like the the mother box opens, and there's a portal, and Darkseid is standing there at the end. So let's so right. let, let's so figure I, this. I think that the whole inclusion of Darkseid is literally going to be no more than what we saw of Thanos in the first Avengers right. movie. Right. Right? Which is like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. because right? like, Which cause, is like, is that worth making another movie for? No, it's not. Yeah, because like, let's just think about it realistically. Because there's been, you know, he, he Snyder confirmed, uh, as he loves to do on Twitter by sharing his little photos, that Darkseid is going to be in the movie. Yeah. But let's just talk about how he's going to appear in the movie. Because... You know, you've already seen it. That's you've, it though, like, that one picture. That's, that's what it. I'm saying, right? Because, that's like, you know, be. for $20 million, they can't reshoot the entire movie. There's already been talk about some actors being able to come back, some not. There's going to be scheduling mm-hmm. issues, like, whatever it is. So, even if you were to bring Darkseid back, and let's just say you were to stick with the majority of the story as it exists right now right. and swap out Darkseid, I'm sorry, uh, swap out Steppenwolf for Darkseid. Right. You're still left 
with a mostly garbage story about Darkseid hunting down the mother boxin yeah. from Atlantis and Themyscira yeah. to do what exactly? Take over the Earth? Oh my God, that's very original. Like, right. Well, it's because, you know, they, they show it in that little bit of a backstory. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there's supposed to be a cameo appearance from Kilowog. A Kilowog and uh, and a few other Green Lanterns that are there. Yeah, but it's just like so dumb because like let's just again just compare it to what is obviously going to be a far superior movie and far superior villain, Thanos in Infinity War. Right at right. the end of the day, you can say, okay, you know how does how does Thanos what Thanos wants to do, you know, take over the universe, whatever, differ from what Darkseid wants to do? And it's like, yeah, there there is a certain you know linear element to Thanos's line of yeah, thinking. You know, Thanos had a but, clear line of thinking. He had right. a very clear objective. It was and it was it was quite cunning. Yeah. It, you know, in the way that he wanted to do it, and it was very clear. It wasn't just I hate. Right. Life. So my so my point is they dove into that a lot, you know, and in order to make Darkseid anywhere near as compelling of a villain as Thanos was, they're going to need all $20 million to film all scenes with Darkseid because Steppenwolf was literally in Justice League for like, like I don't even, barely any amount of time. He shows yeah. up, you know, he's, he's got his big, and most of the time... He's not doing anything except for trying to steal the fucking mother box and beating the shit out of the so Amazonians. Bad. And he, he looks so bad. bad. Like, like there are better CGI in like Boa versus Giant Shark. You know, like like Megalo Shark versus Giant Boa. Like, like those cheesy sci-fi movies that you see with Michael Madsen. Oh God! Well, like, did, you, did you see the picture of Darkseid that Snyder released? He, it looks like a video game graphic. Yeah, like, it so looks so bad. bad. The graphics are terrible, and and the story is bad. The acting is terrible. Like, I don't give a shit what you do. Like, you're not gonna re. You're not gonna have Ben Affleck. Right, get back into shape just so that he can do reshoots of this movie. Yeah, three years yeah. later or four years later now, like it's just not going to happen. And again, not to nitpick, but like in the picture that Zack Snyder shared of Darkseid, why isn't Darkseid wearing a shirt? Why does he look like an Egyptian warlord? And what is that giant spear-like weapon he has? Like, what is the fucking point? Like, the whole purpose of Darkseid is that he doesn't need to use. Weapons. He's so insanely powerful yeah. that he, he doesn't. His, his omega eye beams that yes. can like zigzag and and hit you from any direction. You yeah, can't except them. if you're Batman, right? <laughs> Unless you're Batman, that is correct. But yeah, Maybe so it, Superman, it is. Yeah, so I, I guess the, the the point of it is is that even if because Darkseid has been the big thing that he's been teasing for all of his months of of trolling people on the internet about the Snyder cut, and at the end of the day. I, even if you stick Darkseid in there, I, I just don't see how it makes it a better movie because it doesn't inherently change the story. Because the one, you know, Steppenwolf had that one line where he talks about Darkseid. Yeah, dark so, so just showing, one yeah. Line. <laughs> so just showing Darkseid does not inherently make the story better. Mm -hmm. And make no mistake. The story is the weakest part of this movie. Yeah, that's why it's a bad movie. It's not just because of the graphics. It's not just because of, like, the content and the fan service that happens. Like, it was really, it was it was all about, it was all about the story. And the story is lame. It's stupid. It makes no sense. And, and it, it deviates very far away from any kind of source material. Right. Right? And that's the thing. Like... You can't tell me that, and, and one of my biggest problems with it was Batman's costume. I hated Batman's costume. It in in Batman versus Superman, it was awesome. Yeah, that costume looked great. Why couldn't they have just used that costume? Why did they have to change the costume right. for this movie? They could have kept the same costume, or maybe have him have a different armor, right. like over top of it, but have the same base costume because that costume was the best Batman costume that's ever been put to screen, in my opinion. But with the way that it looked in Justice League, where he obviously had Night Owl's goggles, yeah, right, like so from Watchmen, <laughs> and it's like obviously like Zack Snyder is just reusing things that he used in other movies, and it was just so stupid. It looked so bad. There were so many stupid things that happened with Parademons, and it was just the whole thing is awful. The whole thing is awful. I guarantee Cyborg looks like a big pile of crap as well. <laughs> If he says booyah at the end of the 
I hope they keep that. Please keep that. It's the best line of the whole movie. <laughs> really? Well, see, I mean, it's, it's the and best it's, line of a crappy movie. And again, so like that's the thing that just irritates me about this movie is that you know there's been all this talk. So so let's take it back to when the theatrical release of this movie actually came out. Which was what, and 2017? I think so, yeah, 2017. 2017. And all of this shit was happening in real time where we were hearing about right. how Snyder left the movie and Whedon was being brought in for reshoots. And at the time, the prevailing story was that Whedon was reshooting roughly 30% of the movie. Most of the reshoots focused on the end of the movie with some other things kind of sprinkled in between. Right. And when you watch the theatrical cut, like... If you've ever watched a Snyder movie, and if you've ever watched a Whedon movie, it is painfully obvious which scenes were done by Snyder and which scenes were done by Whedon. Yep. And it's not just because of Henry Cavill's CGI mustache. Nope. So, so let's just take some of the... Or, or just overly cheesy lines and... and just, exactly. Uh, and now since all this Snyder and cut the, stuff the, has the, been... The classic Joss Whedon awkward falling on top yeah, of a girl who exactly. is attractive. Like, so then... Come on. So ever since all this Snyder Cut stuff has been happening, now people are coming out, people that supposedly worked on the movie and saw the, the final cut and blah, blah, blah. Now they're saying the reality is actually kind of like the reverse, where what we saw in theaters was like 70% Whedon right. and only 30% Snyder. Right. And I'm sorry, I just don't know if I believe that. I don't. I don't believe it. And, and we'll have to wait and it remains to be seen, but like it also remains to be seen of like, how much are they going to redo once they they actually release this cut, right? So it's 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 one of those things where, you know, he's going to spend $20 million on it. How much of that is going to be CGI? How much is he going to try and change the story and, like, mix and match it? Maybe he does have director's yeah. cut scenes. Right. Most movies do have right. scenes that are sometimes good and don't make it into the movie, right? So now he gets to see his true vision come to light. And, like... You know, we've talked about this before. The Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 right. is significantly better. Unquestionably. It is significantly better, in, and it arguably only has a few different scenes, but it does change the entire story. It changes the plot, yeah. So I can see how it potentially could be a different story, but at the end of the day... It's not going to be a good one because Zack Snyder sucks. Right. Like, he sucks. Like, he's not good. So, right? let's talk, so let's talk about the story potential because this is something that I've been thinking a lot about. Because one of the most contentious things before it was confirmed that the Snyder Cup was going to be released was the whole black suit Superman thing. Right. And Snyder was sharing those pictures and he was like, you know, like, and he was like telling people, like, no, Henry Cavill wore the black suit. Like, we filmed him in the black suit. And you saw those black and white screen stills uh, that he had shared of him walking through the ship, that, that goddamn fucking Kryptonian ship that we can't get rid of, yeah. walking through the ship or whatever. So let's just say, from a story perspective, you know, let's just say they, they completely, we, we get the, we get Snyder's original vision of how right. Superman is brought back to life. Right. And obviously the fight scene where he fights the Justice League by the memorial, that is 100% Zack Snyder. That is not Joss Whedon at all. That is right. a Snyder scene. Right. So how much... Can they, well, let me rephrase that. How much does changing the way Superman is brought back to life, how much can that possibly impact a broader story that is simply about Darkseid wanting to take over the world? How do you make, how do you make that connection? Is it Darkseid Kryptonian connection? Because I just don't see the logic behind it. Because, like, yeah, we'll it see, might be visually cooler to see him in the black suit, and it'll probably be better than the whole lightning bolt in the water thing. But so, how does that inherently change the story? Right, and so I, I think that that's, that's something. I mean, we're, we may not be getting, like, the real picture at all of what is truly different. Like, we have all of these fan service things that we've, we've heard about, right? You know, cameos from Green Lanterns, Wonder Woman cutting off Steppenwolf's head, right? An appearance by Darkseid, right? Superman in the black costume. A lot of that is just... That's all fans. Yeah, it's moments. And that has nothing to do with the plot itself. But right. I, I, if, if Steppenwolf is really supposed to be a smaller character and he just kind of shows up, then, like, what is the story? And, like, what are they going to do? And, like, you know, so I'm, I'm actually really curious. Well, I'm, that's I'm what I'm curious. saying because 
because even if you even if you try to to make the bullshit argument of tying it back to Batman versus Superman, and even if you try to tie it back to the extended cut of Batman versus Superman, the only dark side reference we get is that stupid nightmare scene, which albeit is a again right. a cool looking right. scene in its own right in its own little bubble, context. right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's a cool scene, but again, with the exception of the fact that. You know, you see the dark side symbol, which is something only like the comic book nerds are going to understand, and the parademons. Right. So you know there's a dark side element there. The the crux of that scene is meant to show the distrust that Batman has for Superman because it's all about Superman being evil. So again, right. how the fuck does dark side fit into that? Right. It and just it doesn't does, connect. It doesn't. It doesn't connect. And why? Like why? And like. So I, and then and then in Batman versus Superman, you you also see the Flash coming back through time, which was one of the coolest scenes in that entire movie. Right, but again, nothing to do with Darkseid. Nothing to do with Darkseid. But then and it's all about Lois. Right, it's like oh Lois, but then Lois doesn't die, and then it's just like yeah. weird. I don't know. I mean, I and don't it, know. and again, and I think that and see that's oh my god, that's one of the things that I love about the 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 people that complain about. The um the whole uh, thing in Justice League because where Batman brings Lois Lane to calm Superman down like a lot of that was Whedon and that scene in Kansas was yeah. all Whedon yeah, yeah, yeah. but again that's directly related to what he was given from Zack Snyder he was picking on that plot point and seeing it through to its natural conclusion right. so I guarantee I can almost guarantee you that that whole scene in Kansas that Whedon shot is not going to be in the final, in the cut. final cut. And, and, and we're going to lose the importance of the one cool scene we got from Batman vs. Superman, like you just said, where the Flash comes back through time and talks about Lois is the key. We're going to lose the meaning behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's that's really, like, the key. I mean, Zack Snyder is great at putting scenes together. He's great at, like, one-offs. He's great at fan service. He's terrible at music. He's terrible yeah. at creating a, a plot or a coherent story or... or and, and, and obviously, you know, with this, there was a lot of things that went wrong. So am I glad that it's going to get a chance to see the light of day? Yes, because I'm very interested to see what it is. Do I think it's going to be good? Absolutely not. Yeah. The movie's bad. The movie is beyond bad. It, it actually hits that mark where it's so bad, it's great because yep. it's hysterically funny because <laughs> it's so bad. Right? Like, like when Aquaman is sitting on the lasso of truth. Right, he's not even tied with it. That's the best scene in the whole movie, though. That's the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah, but that's definitely Joss Whedon. Oh, 100%. That, that yeah. is 100% a Joss Whedon scene. 100%. And that's one thing I got to say is that I give... I, I, you know, I know we, we talked about Aquaman and how, and how not very good of a movie it is, but even in Justice League, and as good the theatrical cut, as garbage as it was, I still give credit to fucking Jason Momoa because you could still tell that even he, even though he probably knew he was making a garbage movie, he was having fun doing it. Yeah. He was staying true yeah, to his Aqua character. Bro, like, he's Aqua Bro. It's great, yeah. dude. Aqua Bro is the greatest. But... And it's just... It's just... I just... Yeah, I don't... It's gonna be... I just don't understand how... Again, even... The, none of it makes sense. It's not gonna be good. And, and let's talk about the big problem with this movie and the big problem with the Zack Snyder cut getting released... Uh, it is, you're giving a mouse a cookie. Yeah. And when you give a mouse a cookie, they're going to want a glass of milk. So now, all of a sudden, we've got David Ayer coming out and being like, release the David Ayer cut uh, of, of Suicide Squad. Uh, right? You can't just release a shitty movie, claim that you have a director's cut of it, reshoot all these different scenes, and then reshoot a new movie and be like, yeah. This is actually the canon. This is actually what we were talking about the whole time. Exactly. It's like, this is what we mean. You can't just armchair quarterback it. Yeah. Like, you tried, you failed. Like, let's 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 try again. Yeah. Right? Because just, again, just try it differently. And the David Ayer cut, whatever you want to fucking call it, is a perfect example of how just redoing a few scenes does not make it a better movie. Because like the first time I watched Suicide Squad, I'll, Suicide Squad, I'll be honest. Up until like the halfway mark, I was actually enjoying the movie. Absolutely. Like, I was really enjoying Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And then when I found out that their whole mission inside of the city 
was to rescue goddamn fucking Amanda Waller, that's when it started to go downhill because that's when they really started to push the whole um, Enchantress angle, yeah. and then it became a world-ending thing as opposed yeah. to just a self-contained and none story. Of the, none of the characters were powerful enough save Diablo, yeah. maybe. Harley Quinn's going at with a fucking baseball bat. Yeah, like, are you fucking bat. kidding me? Yeah, and Deadshot just has regular guns. However, like, <laughs> however, however, they did learn from it, and I think that Birds of Prey was a much better movie. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. No, for sure it was. Yeah, Birds of Prey was actually, like, semi-enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, again, as we talk about whatever the fuck the David Ayer cut is, yeah. like... Unless they're literally changing two-thirds of the entire movie, it's still going to be a garbage story. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a garbage story, no matter what you do. But I, I think that the problem with this is that where does it stop? Yeah. And now that we've had, like, once you give in to raving, ranting, neckbeard demands and fanboy demands... You know, you're going to, it's going to be something where now you're going to be forced to, to do it every single time. Oh. Where do you draw the line? Oh, the Last Jedi is being wiped off the face of the dude, earth. The just, like, just Rise wait. Like, dude, I wish they would ri- wipe Rise of Skywalker off of the face of the earth. Seriously. But, but like, but like, I don't wish it enough to like say like, oh, we should completely get rid of it. And well, this is not canon anymore. No, right. no, no, no. If there is anything that is 100% canon, it's the live-action movies. Yeah. The live-action movies, no matter how good, how bad. And again, we talked about this a bunch on this show. Arguably, Empire Strikes Back is the only good Star Wars movie. Right? (laughs) Like, arguably, it's really the only good one. Uh, like, uh, but it's a great movie. Like don't, one of the I, great I, movies of all time. I'm not gonna take the last Jedi bait. I'm not gonna take the last Jedi bait. <laughs> no, man. No, but like that's the thing. Like, like I love Return of the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi. I love A New Hope. Yeah. I love Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I love. I now going back and watching it after watching Rise of Skywalker. I actually like Last Jedi parts. And I like and I like uh, Force Awakens exactly. Right? And there's some things I like about Phantom Menace too. But so so they're they're good movies. They have enjoyable parts, but they're not great movies. Which right. the, the only one that was great was was Empire Strikes Back and Last Jedi. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, so neither here nor there. But what this is is that like now that a a movie studio has given in to people's demands. One of the biggest Are we studios. now going to see more of this? Are we going to see more directors when they have a shitty movie, not accepting responsibility for it, trying to shirk responsibility, yep. trying to be like, oh, it wasn't me, it was the studio. It was, it was, I was cut, you yeah. know? You know, I wasn't allowed to finish my realization of my dream, you know? And it's just all bullshit. And like, where do you draw the line? And so here's I here's I think, and I, and I totally agree with you. I think it sets a potentially really bad precedent, but there's an easy way to fix this, and not to like you know seem like I'm sucking more Marvel dick, but I am going through a little bit here because one of the things that Marvel did consistently from day one on Iron Man was listen to fans before they made the movie. So it wasn't like, 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 how many times has Marvel, has the MCU really had to deal with like serious fan backlash to the level of the Snyder Cut or the Last Jedi of Rise of Skywalker? I would say I mean, never. never. There's I always never. been little I mean, moments where it's like, you know, oh, I wish they did this and this was stupid, but it's never, it's never risen to that level. Maybe pulling Edward Norton off of The Incredible Hulk only before, uh, right. before, uh, what's his name took over, um... Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, yeah. sorry. And they even had a good defense for that because Edward Norton's a fucking twat. But yeah. but yes, I agree with you. Those kind yeah, of which things. Which is why nobody, in nobody wants, wants to work, to with, to them. work yeah. with them anymore. But yeah, so it's one of those things. It's like, you know, again, Marvel, they do a very good job of, A, before they even get the fans involved, they, they research the source material. They research the source material and say, what is the best way to translate this from comic book page to live action? And as we've said 10,000 times before... Comic books do not always directly transfer from page to live action. No. You need to make certain changes. And when you're thoughtful about those changes, instead of just trying to hammer shit in to please fans, you 10 out of 10 get a better product. And all you need to do is just look at the comparison of the DCEU and the MCU. DCEU is trying to do 
page to screen direct, and it clearly is not working. MCU is tweaking, and it's working. And let's talk about, like, the worst MCU movies, right? So, in my opinion, there's three really bad MCU movies. Yep. One of them is Thor 2. Absolutely. Okay, Thor The Dark World. The other is Iron Man 3. Although Iron Man three does have some uh, redeeming qualities, uh, I'm not gonna get not taking the bait on that one either. And mm-hmm. and and then Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron yeah, was, fair. was fair. Uh, but uh, like I say, the worst of like all of the movies. Yeah, exactly. Put out. Like those three are, are by far like if you had to rank them, those would be the bottom three in the ranking. Yeah, probably. Right? With probably Thor: The Dark World being the bottom. Def- right? Definitely the know? bottom. Yeah, I put Iron Man. Iron Man three is in my. My top five, but I, you know, like, well, whatever. With Iron Man 3, one of the things that I hated that they did with it is that they rammed fan service down your throat with the Iron Patriot, right? Now, Iron Patriot in the comic books is a dope character. Right. He's really, he's an awesome, badass villain character, right? But they just did it just so that they could have Iron Patriot in the movie, right? That's a very Zack Snyder thing to do. See, I kind of disagree with that because I think the way, the fact that it was... Clearly, James Rhodes working on behalf of the government. Like, yes, I agree with you. There is a fan service element to that. It's just like, oh my God, look, the Iron Patriot. But I think when you really peel back the layers of like what his role in that movie was, I don't think it was as much fan service as some of the stuff we've seen from Zack Snyder. But I do tend to agree with you. But and why didn't they keep it? Like, well, if yes. it was going to make sense, like, why did he go back to being just War Machine? Right, so, so that's instead a... Instead of just being Iron Patriot. But that's also not an Iron Man 3 problem. That's more of just a, uh, you know, a, a disconnect from the yeah. overall, I mean, you know... Of, they, they because cause you got to admit, one of the coolest scenes in Age of Ultron, which I agree with you, is definitely in the bottom tier of MCU movies... I still get fucking hard at that scene where the uh, the helicarrier is being attacked in Sokovia and uh, fucking Samuel Jackson goes, show him what we got. And fucking War Machine just comes out of nowhere. Like, it was such a dope-ass scene. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, generally speaking, that movie sucked. But, yeah. you know, but I agree with you. So, like, that's, like, less of an Iron Man 3 problem, more of a, of a Avengers Age of Ultron problem. But you're but absolutely is right. It, is it now going to be that we're going to see groups of people who get together, no matter if they just don't like a movie? Like... Give me, give me the James Cameron cut of of Terminator: The Dark World. Give me, yeah. you know, like you know, you know what I think it kind of comes down to. I think it kind of comes down to like the 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 studios and the people. Most importantly, not the studios. Most importantly, the people that make these movies, the actors, the directors, the writers, the whole main crew. They're the ones that need to stick by their shit more so than yeah. the studios. You know, like everybody, like you can't come out you know, flip-flopping it and shitting all over the stuff that you've made. Like, own your shit. You know what I mean? Like, and that, I think, helps shut these idiot fans up. Yeah, and if it sucks, own it. Just own it and learn from it and do better the next time. Exactly. Which they didn't do. Like, that's the thing. Like, like Aquaman made a billion dollars worldwide. It made a billion dollars. And it was a terrible movie. Yeah. I would say that Aquaman is, is one of the worst of the DC movies, although they're all bad. Yeah, they're all bad. Except for Shazam. Shazam is I mean, I read, great. I read a ranking the other day that had Aquaman as number one, and that's just like, how is Aquaman number one? Like, Wonder Woman was by far a better movie, and only 90% of it was great. Yeah. You know, the last 10% was terrible, and yeah. that's always been Zack Snyder's problem, is that he can't end a story. He right. doesn't know how to do it. Right. Well, but he didn't do Wonder Woman. But but I agree with you. There was definitely his. You could see the specter of his influence in the ending of Wonder Woman because it went from these really well thought out set pieces to just a CGI fire escape of yeah. nonsense at the end and a one hundred percent CGI villain who for some reason was like eighty years old. I, yeah, so it, it just made no sense. So whatsoever. stupid. <laughs> yeah, but I just so it's just it's just. I'm afraid of a slippery slope. I'm afraid that now that the Zack Snyder cut is going to get released, and, and say what you will, because I do believe that there is something out there about giving the fans what they want. Yep. And Richard Donner, it took him 20 years to get his cut released, yep. you know, of, of Superman 2. Um, and, and it was worth it, right? So maybe this is going to be worth it, but what's not going to be worth it now is that you're going to have just hordes and hordes of neckbeards 
that are going to be coming out, right? All yeah. the fanboys are like, actually, this is not the Zack Snyder cut. This right. is not the actual canon version of this movie. And and so something else I'll say is that Zack Snyder released a quote unquote ultimate cut of Watchmen, which I thought was significantly better because they 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 added a few different scenes. They added in uh, some of the animated feature, the Black yeah. Flag or um, the Black Freighter, rather. Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, Black yeah, Freighter. Yeah. And so they added in the Black Freighter, and um, and it was good. It was great. It, was, it made it a yeah. lot better. It made it very, a, a lot more abstract. It made it much closer to the comic. But at the end of the day, it was still it was still Watchmen. It was still not a great movie. Yeah, know? no, I, I and, totally agree. And, and it was still trying to be. More than it wasn't. I think that was one of my biggest problems with with Justice League was that it ended up being Watchmen. Like, it looked like Watchmen instead of looking like Batman versus Superman. Like, Batman versus Superman at least didn't look like Watchmen. It looked like a different movie. Right, it looked like a different movie, yeah. Agreed. It was a different movie. But at the end of the day, this is not, it's not... I just I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think yeah. it's a good thing for to watch a a multi billion dollar studio right you know collapse at the whims of of fans. However, or is it more manipulation and value? So they're saying, okay, you guys want to see this? Yeah, you know what? If we're going to be able to bring all of you into you know to watch and to subscribe to HBO Max, right? We'll give you the Zack Snyder cut, right? And we'll sink twenty million dollars into it. Right, because everyone is craving content right now, yeah. and and I think that that's the real reason that they release it. So, so before I get into the Richard well, going to release yeah, it. so before I get into the Richard Donner cut, that is that is one hundred percent. There, there is some guy at Warner Brothers Studios right now, or, or not now, but he has done this over the last three years, tabulating all of the tweets and all of the mentions and comments and hashtags about the Snyder cut. And taking that, quantifying that into individuals and saying, <laughs> if all of these individuals subscribe to HBO Max, it will be worth cut. it will be worth twenty million dollars. Yeah. Like so like yeah. that like that that I guarantee you, I think you hit the nail on the head. There is yeah. there you know, as, as much as it as it does seem to set this kind of evil precedent uh, about you know neck beer and toxic fan culture and whatever. There is definitely somebody in the fucking boardroom just sitting there fucking doing lines of cocaine being like, no, trust me, guys. All of these fucking retards are going to <laughs> buy our subscription service and we're going to see an influx of cash, maybe for just one month or whatever. It's going to be an extra $30 million in our pocket. Guaranteed. Like, yeah. uh, And if you want to listen to the most non-PC show... <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I mean, Whoops. so, but like, it, it, you know, and, and then it brings up, you know, other things, right? Superman lives, right? Are, are we are we going to have a group of people who are are, are saying that uh, that Tim Burton needs to finish? Yo, I start the hashtag <laughs> right now. Start the hashtag I right wanna, now. I want to see the Tim Burton cut. Oh, my Superman God. Lives. Release the Burton cut. <laughs> Release the Burton cut. God, <laughs> yes. You know, it's something that was buried for 20 years. Yes. It's the holy grail, you know? Like, so the I, Burton cut, Superman lives, Nicolas Cage as Superman. <laughs> so wait, I want to go back to the, the Donner cut for a second and, and how that sort of came about. Because you, you, you mentioned that, and I think it's important to note the difference in that and the Snyder cut. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that Richard Donner left Superman 2 midway through production over strictly creative differences. The studio did not like his vision, and he was fighting for it, and he said, you know what, fuck it, I'm out. I believe that's yeah. how it worked out, right? I think it was one of those things, you can't fire me, I quit. Exactly. Yeah. But then Zack Snyder, on the other hand, now yeah. there's a lot of, you know, a lot of speculation around this because, you know, he did have that unfortunate incident yeah, where his yeah, kid died. Very tragic, right? very tragic. Incident. However... Yeah, it really was hard. However, leading up to that, it was very, very well publicized that the Warner Brothers brass was not happy with Zack Snyder and the direction he was taking the franchise because of the reception that Batman versus Superman received. Right. So I think it's a little bit different um, uh, than Donner and the fight that he had to go through because it wasn't so much that Snyder was fighting for his vision. 
they just straight up fired him. Like he was just doing yeah. what he was doing, and they were just yeah. like, "Nope, goodbye." Yeah we, like, yeah, we don't, we don't want you to be a part of this. We we have a different vision for this movie, and and if you go back, so the funny thing is, is that opposite of Zack Snyder, with the Richard Donner cut, everything that was bad in the movie was taken out. Yeah, like like the cellophane s throwing Which thing, I still don't like, get. <laughs> like like the whole thing was just it was all removed. And, yeah, and there were several scenes that built the story now if if this happens with the snyder cut okay great if there's actually a lot of scenes that change the story okay i'm willing i'm willing to accept that and and even if he wants to make it a darker you know gritty that's the universe that we've been given that's the dc universe that we've been given and i'm okay with that as long as it stays true to the dc universe but Unless it does something like that, like, and that's the most which important. I just don't think that it's going to. I, I yeah. think that like you'll see a few actors. Maybe they'll look different in certain scenes. Maybe they'll have a few different lines in the scenes, but fundamentally, it won't change the story. Right, and th- and that's the the thing that is what re- what it really comes down to is that if you just take the inherently same story that we got in the theatrical release and swap out, you know, maybe you're swapping out. Uh, Steppenwolf for Dark Side, and maybe you're adding in the cool black suit scene and, and, and changing the way he's brought back to life. That doesn't inherently change the overarching plot of the story, which is a just a linear nonsense, I'm here to take over the world plot. Yeah. Unless you're fundamentally changing that, nothing else is going to work. Because again, remember, even though that the I'm taking over the world plot is essentially the story, the plot in Avengers, which yeah. is an amazing movie. Avengers had what seven movies, six movies of character development leading up to that, so that it didn't matter as much that the villain was these one-dimensional, faceless bad guys led by Loki to take over the world, because the other characters were so highly developed that it overshadowed the shallow villain. Whereas with Justice League, you have two movies of other character development and characters who are flimsy at fucking best. So you need a strong villain and that's one of the reasons why Justice League was terrible because Steppenwolf was just this CGI monstrosity that had like five lines of dialogue and was super strong. Yeah, and it just didn't make... And he didn't have any other powers. Right. He was just super strong and like just completely unlike the character in the comic books. And again, like like we were talking about, you have to change the story if you're going to change the medium fine but at the end of the day you need to be able to to have some kind of thing that's going to draw people in and make it believable that he could actually defeat everyone exactly and the story behind like collecting three mother boxes and they were all buried on earth for some reason like that just doesn't makes yeah, sense all three of them are all. like yeah. one of the coolest scenes which was obviously Zack Snyder who did it which is is cool to his credit was the the history scene, right? So that history Yeah, that was scene, a cool scene. It was it was one of the coolest scenes in the entire movie and and you know, obviously, you know, that was done by Zack Snyder, but like it makes no sense that all three would be on Earth. Right. Especially if there were green lanterns that were there, which there were, and like they would take one of them off-world. And right. like and now Instead of having it all be in one movie, now you're opening it up and you're essentially doing a carbon copy of what Avengers did and you're going into different planets and now you're going on a treasure hunt to collect all the items and then once you collect all the items, then you fight the bad guy. Right. Right? Which is, I mean, it's a video game trout. It's, it, I mean, it's it's tried and true. Right. right? Like, it's, it's something that happens in a lot of different things. So I wouldn't have a problem even if they did that, but they didn't do it. And yeah. they rushed it and they tried to put it all together and it just looked like garbage the CGI was so bad, and like maybe they'll make the CGI better. Mm. I I don't know. And not to mention the massive plot hole that Justice League created for Aquaman, because Aquaman clearly goes back to Atlantis in Justice League, and then when you watch the actual Aquaman movie, it's like, nah, Atlantis, I, I ain't been there in years. You know, yeah, <laughs> like it's just, I haven't been there in years. Motherfucker, you were just there. And, just, and then he just talks about. And then he yeah. talks about it later. He's like, oh, yeah, that thing that happened with Steppenwolf or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know. And then he which, has which like to, one line of dialogue. Which, which, to, which, to be fair, is not like James Wan and the director of Aquaman. That's not really his fault because 
he is it's very well known that he was just operating blind when making yeah. Aquaman because so much yeah. else was a giant clusterfuck. He was just like, oh, I'm going to make the movie I want to make. And, and you so, know. and so that's the that's the thing, right? And the key difference between Avengers and DC is is somebody like Kevin Feige, who's going to be a, a showrunner. He's going to keep the continuity. He is an absolute expert when it comes to comic books itself. Yep. And and it's it's something that it was because of him, and he wrote out. He basically had plans for the entire story. Like, there's such little idiosyncratic moments that happen in, like, Iron Man and even the Incredible Hulk that lead into Avengers that, like, unless you go back and watch them after you've seen Avengers Infinity War and Endgame that you then go, oh, yeah, wow, this really does have a very clear line. Yep. And it, it, it is a real clear story that they're building. It just doesn't happen in, no, in DC it's movies. all over the fucking and, place. And regardless of the, the Snyder Cut, yes, are we we're going to get it? Yeah, we're going to get it. But just like they're doing right now with their kind of quote-unquote soft reboot, like, <laughs> it, it's just going to be something that they just need to just, they just need to scrap. They just need to scrap the universe and just, you know, end it with the, the you know, oh, great, we have Darkseid in one scene and, and just scrap the entire universe. And... Do you start again? Maybe, maybe not. We do know, though, that there are four different DC movies that are coming out next year (laughs) that have been through significant reshoots. They're all supposed to connect into the same universe, right? Or are they? Right? Is it it going to be something where it does get retconned in Wonder Woman? Because I think Wonder Woman is going to be the first one. Wonder Woman comes out first, which it was supposed yeah, to come supposed out to come this out year. Like next month, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to come out this year, which it's not, right? And uh, we're for COVID reasons, and and you know we'll get a chance to see what does actually come out. Well, actually, I think I think I read something that they still said they're going to release Wonder Woman this year. I think they're still like on that bandwagon. I could be wrong about that, but I think I remember yeah, reading last that. Last I heard, last I heard, it was going to be twenty twenty one. But yeah, I mean, so, but so then you have Wonder Woman, you've right. got Batman, yep. you've got Black Adam, right. And you've got Suicide Squad. Right. right? So all four of those movies are supposed to be in the same universe as Justice League. So is it is it that they decided to either do a soft reboot and then they're now going back on that soft reboot? Or or is this going to be something where they're just going to try and, and do almost like a, a Don Cheadle? Yeah. Right? So, is, is that what it's going to be? Yeah, it's me. I'm here. Yeah, Let's get on yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm here. It's me. And, and, <laughs> I, and, I, and I think that's what it's going to be because cause, cause remember, the, the Robert Pattinson Batman movie technically does not take place in the DCEU. That's what like the official word is right now. Right, okay. But however... I totally agree with you. I still, I still think, and I'm gonna die on this hill until I'm proven otherwise. That they are going with some sort of soft reboot. They're gonna, they're gonna keep Wonder Woman. They're gonna keep Aquaman, and they're gonna take what they've built with Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn and form that into a new thing, and just sort of forget about Ben Affleck Batman and Henry Cavill Superman, and forget about a lot of this other shit, and and form a new universe from what you know the ashes of the original dc yeah right right because 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 again you know they they from a from a wb from a studio perspective you know as as garbage of a movie as batman vs superman was and as semi-okay as man of steel was you simply can't ignore a billion dollars for aquaman um the huge critical reception that shazam and wonder woman received you know you just can't ignore that But you, you, you know, but you can sweep the seven hundred million dollars garbage Justice League. You can sweep Batman versus Superman. You can sweep all that shit under the rug while propping up the good stuff in a in a creative way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and it's it's definitely going to be interesting. You know, I've I've been long waiting for Dwayne Johnson to to enter into the superhero movie verse, right? You know, obviously he is a very very expensive piece of talent to get. Um, but at the end of the day, he is the, the most profitable actor today to be able to add to your movie, right? So, you know, aside from, I think, like Samuel L. Jackson, who's like, he is because he's been in Star Wars, he's been in all the Marvel movies, like, he's like the most. But um, at the end of the day, like, you know, and it's a shame because I, I, I really love The Rock and I hope that Black Adam is a good movie and I really like Henry Cavill. And 
I, I think that having the two of them in a movie together where Superman fights Black Adam with Shazam, like like this, the comic, you know, Shazam First Thunder, I, I think that would be awesome. I, I think that would be really cool to see. Yep. But I, I just don't know if we're going to get it. Yeah. You know, and, and are they going to go with, with, you know, Superman and are they going to make it connect? Like, you know, technically... Shazam does connect to the overarching. They had the same batarang. They had the news right. things, you know, the newspapers. Superman, the the costume had right. a cameo at the end of Shazam. But that's but and 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 we and so we and like this is exactly what we talked about before that soft reboot. Like the way the way they finagled parts of the existing DCEU into into Shazam were done in such a way that they can continue with that overall story. While still just sweeping all of the actual dog shit of that universe under the rug, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly and why they brought Henry Cavill's suit back, but not his fucking body in yeah, that after credit scene. Him, yeah. And, like, I really think that if they have a good movie, it can almost erase all of the bad if they have a succession of good... Because, like, yeah, totally. you know, obviously Joker doesn't erase the bad. Joker... No is the best DC movie that's come out in recent memory. Yeah. Right? You know? And and so, like, it, it could be significantly, like... But Joker doesn't connect. Joker is a standalone movie. So you may not get a sequel. We probably won't get a sequel to that. Right. You know? So we're probably not going to have that version of the Joker ever in any kind of movie and with that connects to the DCEU where he's actually a part of it. And that's actually the brilliance of Joker. I actually watched it the other day um, again, and the movie is so good because it makes you forget you're watching a superhero movie. Yep. And then all of a sudden you get reminded, you're like, oh yeah, and arguably those are some of the worst scenes in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Right? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm watching a superhero movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, they you know killed I mean? fucking Batman's parents. Again, again. Again. How many times have we seen How many times are we going to kill Uncle Ben? <laughs> How many times are we going to kill Thomas and Martha Wayne? Just so many times. Martha! Why did you say that name? Like, can't we get a can't we get a director cut of like that movie without that one scene? Like, oh, like <laughs> just the worst. Just removing that scene alone makes that movie better. Just well, removing we are, that scene. We are supposed to get a scene with Deathstroke in Justice League as well. Cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and, awesome. And I think a, a scene with Jesse Eisenberg, which they had. They had that scene. in the after credits. Oh, God, it was so cringeworthy. And yeah, Jesse Eisenberg it. was like, hmm, don't you think we should have, hmm, a league of our own? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. which it's just they try it's it's almost like a boomer trying to like <laughs> trying to like trying to make a joke of what they think that millennials or gen z think yeah. are funny. it's like that steve buscemi meme hello fellow yeah, kids hello, how do you do kids. yeah like I, I know what's what's hip what's well, cool god you know and it's just not it's just it's just no no thank you no thank you you know so so hopefully we won't. Uh, we, we, we this won't open up the doors and the floodgates for more people to go out and be like, I hated this movie. Demand a different cut. Demand a different cut. It's not canon. Yeah. It's not canon, dude. Man, this is just like these are the movies you get. Just just enjoy <laughs> them for what they are, and then and if you don't like them, don't watch them. Yeah, exactly. Right, like I was ready to just put the whole DC universe behind us, and unfortunately, oh man, I've already put it to bed. You know, you know, I'm I'm interested to see where they go, but you know, let, let's hope that they just recreate a new universe. Like, like, like again, DC has the the best storyline where they can have multiple Earths. So yep. let's have multiple Earths, and let's let's do a multiverse, and just start moving away from this verse, <laughs> and then and then. You know, you can bring Batman and Superman back in the future as, like, cameo appearances. Yeah. Very similar to the way that they did it with CW, the CW show. And, and it's like we said before, the fact that, you know, with this, with HBO Max coming out and everything um, combining under this umbrella and the fact that, I mean, again, it's, it's right in their fucking faces. They did it. And they did it well with the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event 
on the yeah, CW, CW shows with the Arrowverse because they brought in they brought in the Smallville universe. They brought in uh, the fucking Birds of Prey universe. I they, don't mean Birds of Prey the movie. I mean the fucking TV show from 2002 yeah. or 2001, whatever it was. They, they brought in Titans, which is a new, you know, the new property. Yep. They brought in literally fucking everything. It's right there. It's staring at your goddamn Knox. face. They yeah, they brought in Knox. And, they, and fucking Burt Ward. Like, yeah. you know, it's right Brandon there. And Ruth is Superman. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing of, like, hey, you look a lot like Superman. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, really funny. Like, it's staring you right in the great. fucking face. Just just make it a goddamn multiverse and 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 use that to yeah. scrap and all just, of the garbage. Like, oh, God. Yeah. But don't, don't, don't push them to release a, a redone rehashed piece of garbage because that's all you're going to get. All you're going to get. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, on the note of HBO Max, today is the first day where HBO yeah, Max... Yeah, happy HBO been, Max day, yeah, everybody. So happy HBO Max day. This is a very exciting day, especially uh, for those of us who are still remaining quarantined and have to be quarantined, um, you know, and, and are looking and, 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 and just starving for more and more content. You know, this is going to be an opportunity to have a significant amount of content and just getting a chance to go on HBO Max and see the amount of content that's there. It looks awesome. I am so excited to dive into it. I'm so excited. A lot of the stuff that they have from the, the Turner Classic movies to Crunchyroll to Adult Swim, like so many cool things that I haven't seen in so long, like that are just look so awesome, as well as the entire library of series, movies, and yeah. everything from HBO. They even have the HBO half hour stand up comedy that happened in the early and mid 90s. Yeah, man. They have all of those. Dude, so yes. it's like, oh, I just want to be able to see comedians, you know, and just watch a half hour of comedy. They have a ton of stuff. From, like, a time that, like, you never thought you'd get a chance to see this stuff again. Yeah, and dude. That's I, awesome. I am going balls deep into the Adult Swim catalog because I, and I believe you fall into this category too, I am, like, OG Adult Swim. I was mm-hmm. watching, I've been watching Adult Swim since it was still part of Cartoon Network, where oh, yeah. after 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever it was, it would switch yeah. to Adult Swim, and they had those great commercials, like, all kids out of the pool, all kids out of the yeah. pool. And it was just, and it was like the classic, you know, shit before it became big. It was Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. It was Sea Lab 2021. It was the weirder shit like Home Movies, Aqua The Brax Show, Aquatine Hunger Force. Like, like I am going to go balls deep into all of that. I and can't wait. And even really cool animes like, uh, like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, because right, like the old would, school and stuff. Would, they would show it at like 1230 at night, yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Afro was, Samurai was on there for a little yeah. bit. And then like Samurai Shampoo was on there. Like all this cool stuff. And like I just and like you know, for for me as as cool as all that content was, it also just like reminds me of being a kid again because yeah, like that was like like I would fall asleep in high school every night to like, Adult Swim on, on the fucking like TV, you know, late, especially late night, Space like, Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, dude, I so used to good. watch that. I used to love that show. Yeah, I always thought it was hilarious because I used to watch the old Space Ghost cartoons on on Cartoon Network and on Sci Fi yeah. Channel. Well, that's were, what made those shows so great. Like that and C Lab were examples of shows where they took old footage yeah. from that old Hanna Barbera shit yeah. and just morphed it into this new twisted fucking thing and it was great. Yeah. It was so how good. How awesome is it to just have a talk show with a cartoon so character good. as the host. So good. Like it's just and it's hilarious, yeah. right? And he has the two like two of the bigger villains that he had fought on the show that are now these like Quirky, idiotic, oh, you know, God. co-hosts, and it's just great. Yeah, and, when, when, and then when Brack was was it Brack or Brax? Brax, yeah, I forget. Brack, but when he got Brack, his own show, no, Brack, 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 yeah, Brack. was it the Brack show? The Brack like, oh show. God, it was so good. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it was great. But yeah, really excited to dive into to HBO Max. Um, I I happened to I knew that I was going to want it, so I I actually they offered a really great discount where you got HBO for free for a month and then you got $3 a month off of HBO Max yeah. if you signed up early, which I did, which <laughs> is great. So now for my first year, I end up paying, you know, less money Fuck for yeah. it. So, and, and I was able to get rid of other things. Unfortunately, I did end my subscription uh, to the DC Universe app. Um, unfortunately, they don't have Titans or Swamp Thing on uh, HBO Max yet, and they don't have any of the cartoon shows. They right. don't have 
Superman, Batman, Batman Beyond. They don't have any of those cartoon shows. That's that all going to come eventually. But I it'll think, all right? come eventually. Like, yeah. and, and I think that the DC Universe app is probably going to go by the wayside. Right. Except for maybe the comic book library. Right. Which you can probably still, you'll still be able to get. Right. But from a movie and, and visual, like, motion picture media, um, I, I don't think any of it's going to... Or, or it certainly won't just be exclusive to the DC I agree. Staff, you know? And, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I think HBO coming out, building out and having a lot more com, uh, content and, and trying to be a competitor for Netflix, for Hulu and, and for all of the other streaming services, Amazon prime right now. I, I think it's great. Yep. I think it's great. And I think that they are a major contender getting a chance to see some of the stuff that's out there right now is just, I, you know, I, I'm really excited to dive into it and, and, you know, kind of see see what I haven't seen before and, and see what kind of classic movies enjoy things that I did watch and maybe like certain small movies that I used to love as a kid, but maybe they never got put on, on a streaming service, you know, and, yep. and maybe we'll get a chance to get some of those. So I, I'm, I'm excited. And then now we have a central place that does have all the DC universe movies. If you want to watch them. If. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to my my app automatically updated this morning from HBO Now or HBO Go, whatever the fuck it was, to uh yeah. HBO Max. So I'm very excited to dig into all that. I can't wait. Yeah. Um so so listen, true reviewers, we're back. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's me. It's here. It's us. We're back. <laughs> Don't question it. Yeah, I know we've been gone for a little while. Like, whatever. Fuck you. There's a goddamn pandemic going on. Like, so just <laughs> deal with it, okay? We're coming back to give you content. So expect more. It's going to be very exciting. Um, I know, like, you know, movie news in general is pretty slim just because of the state of the industry right now. But whatever. We're still going to come back with a bunch of shit, and it's going to be great. And so I, 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 think, I think that what you're seeing right now is, is America is slowly reopening. I think that you're going to see a lot of things start happening again. And then... I think you're going to see a lot of things start happening quickly. I think I think movie studios are all of a sudden going to open up. They're going to be able to figure out, okay, how do we do this safely? How can we do this without, yeah. you know, while being responsible at the same time? Um, and and you're you're going to see a lot of that come back. And I think that certainly movies and and visual entertainment of that sort will come back way before sports. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know that they're talking about having a football season, which I don't even know how that's possible but yeah we'll see um hopefully they will right and hopefully this whole thing will become like something that was supposed to be four to six weeks is now into its second month you know <laughs> or, or into the third month right you know it's already been two months that we've been in lockdown and quarantine and it's just like you know it's like it's like how do we do this like can we can we go outside let's have a, a clear message let's have some clear direction and i think that the movie studios, especially because there's so many people who are just craving content right yeah. now, that you can you can do certain shots, certain scenes, certain things differently with, while being safe and responsible and cleanly. Dude, here's the way I look at it. If WWE and AEW have been able to put on their shows without a crowd, because you know, you, you know, when you watch WWE and AEW, you mostly just see the fucking people in the ring. But to just put that on requires an army of people. Absolutely. And they're, they've been doing it safely for, what, two, two and a half months yeah, now almost, months, right? Yeah. So if WWE can do it, the fucking big studios and the TV networks, and they can figure it out. I'm the, not worried about it. And you, you really hit the, nose, the, the nail on the head there, right? It takes an army of people. And that's actually something that WWE did in their most recent show – was they had a hockey style glass? I saw that up around. The yeah, area, I saw that. And then they they had some of the production team, right? Some of the to act as a crowd to act as the crowd, yep. and it was a small crowd, yep. but they acted as the crowd, and it was great, which is genius because because half of like we said before, half of the experience of watching wrestling is how the wrestlers interact yeah, with the crowd. I mean, that's the and whole yeah. point is it's the manipulation yeah. of a crowd. It's 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 performance. Performance art, it's violent performance art, right. but it's performance yeah. art so that you can you can get a reaction and, and, and a response out of a out yeah. of a crowd. Yeah. Right. And so like that's the main thing. So that's what you want to see. And that's what they're starting to do. And AEW, <sighs> AEW Man, is phenomenal. Yeah. They, they absolutely blew it away with their most recent event. They had this and, and it doesn't hurt to have 
<laughs> it doesn't hurt to have the son of one of the owners of the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars so that you can actually use the football stadium because yep. nobody else is using it right now. Yeah, exactly. They probably didn't really need to pay for it or they probably paid a little bit for it, right. but didn't pay a lot right. for it. Like right. normally somebody would have to, to rent out an entire fucking football stadium. Exactly. But it is one of the most innovative, most interesting, cool matches that I've, I've ever seen. It was wild. It was so much fun. AEW has absolutely got their finger on the pulse right now. They know how to do it. And it seems like WWE is struggling to keep up now with AEW. And it's going to be interesting to see, will WWE go by the wayside? Uh, I don't know. Only time will tell. But if AEW and WWE can do it, any other form of, of media can do it as well. Completely fucking agree. So remember, true reviewers, we are back. Go back. Start liking all of our shit. Subscribing. SoundCloud. YouTube. Go- YouTube. SoundCloud, yeah, not YouTube, Google yeah, Play, Spotify. YouTube, yeah, you guys know the drill. Yeah, like our stuff. And uh, as always, stay tuned, true reviewers.